Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Mindful CEO. Hi, Aaron. Is that, is that a, oh, is that an M? Yeah. <laughs> Mindful is that CEO. Backwards? Is that backwards? I don't know. It all looks, yeah, I don't know. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, talking about noticing you're a machine. Notice you're a machine. I, I'm curious where that, what that is, means to you. I love that as a topic here. So let's yeah. unpack it. All right, good. Well, I've got to go back 30 seconds because that was the, prompt that we came up with and that before yep. we record so for everyone yep. who's just listening you're like what the f- why are how do i mean you've it's going to be somewhere in the title so that's what you clicked on but still all right we were talking yeah. about um we we're talking about mindfulness and so i've taken yep. on becoming certified as a mindfulness instructor as my mindfulness teacher and i've been blown away by the practices and the difference the practices make i can feel my brain rewiring and um, yeah, I just can't say enough about how excited I am about it. And, uh, you know, the point of the mindfulness is, I don't know if this is the point. I don't, I don't want to pretend I have this entire history of the point of anything. Um, but one of the opportunities of mindfulness practices, of practicing mindfulness, taking 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and but really even 10 minutes, even five minutes of interrupting the brain uh and getting present points to something and it what it what i was saying it points to is it's not like you know the everyone's a machine everyone is going about their day automatically on automatic on autopilot it is only when you're struck with something that you don't know how to do that you are forced into system one thinking, slow thinking, thinking, really what's thinking is you're all most of almost everything else we do, we're doing on autopilot. I mean, just think about, you know, the way you drive now compared to the way you drove when you learned how to drive. Right. When I watched my kids at this point, even both at 17 and 20, both drive automatically. Right. Which is scary as (laughs) <laughs> hell uh that they do that yeah. um but you know you can text change the radio respond to a voicemail and drive at the same time and you don't literally don't think about it you literally do not think about it you are on autopilot yeah. and that's how you interact with your spouse that's how you interact with your kids it's not bad i'm not this is not a judgment call about yeah. that yeah this is just you and i are reactive machines yeah and our machinery is designed to keep us alive yeah. and survive. Mm-hmm. And with that comes certain limitations, which is really, you know, why both of us connected through the Landmark Forum so easily, because yeah. that was such a profound opportunity to get, holy cow, that's where a machine came from. That's the kind of machine I am. That's right. the flavor. And, you know, we got really enrolled over the last 30 years in, examining the impact and the, what's on the other side of the machinery. Yeah. Um, and the basis of that, it really is, I don't know if the basis of that is right, but the uh, I have found that mindfulness meditation practice gives, is very much consistent with that is noticing the machine. Yeah. And that right. our only access to not being a machine actually operating as a machine, our only access to not operating a machine is to notice that we are operating as a machine. You don't have any way to get out of it, period, because you're a 
till you die, but you have an opportunity to, to actually do something else hmm. if you notice what you're doing. And mindfulness practice is about noticing, period, yeah. just noticing. Yeah. Huh. I, that's- I just I just thought of this. Uh, there was a guy I knew of. I didn't I didn't meet him. I knew of him in college. His name's Bob Goff, and he travels the world and meets with world leaders. He's an attorney in San Diego, but um, he's written a couple books recently. And he, he you can find a podcast episodes with him in it. Bob Goff, G O F F, and he has a thing he talks about on Thursdays. He quits things on Thursdays. Thursdays, he looks at his life, his calendar, his, his, his billing, and he quits things on Thursdays. Every Thursday, he quits something else. And I, it just reminds me of what you're saying. Like, how many things have we subscribed to or, or put in our calendars? And it's just automatically there. And it's, but he has this practice, this mindfulness practice on Thursday. Right. I don't even know he would call it a mindfulness practice. He just says, I quit things on Thursdays. <laughs> right. But that's a mindfulness practice. Yeah. Look, I mean, and if you have any doubt about the machinery, you know that that's, I mean, there's a, a million businesses that run on the subscription model because yeah. they're counting on you not unsubscribing yeah. right? and they're just going to auto bill you. And it's just there in the background, auto billing you. That's mm-hmm. a million things. I, I just went through my mm-hmm. bank statements and I once a month, or I like to think I do it once a month, but I really do it like probably twice a year is go through and look at what am I being billed for that I'm not using anymore. Wow. And, um, uh, but there's things like that that use our time. I think that's a brilliant practice that yeah, Bob yeah. has. I love that. And looking to see what have I, what do I use my energy for that is not returning anything on the investment of the energy. And it's just happens automatically and it's in the background and it's just an assumption. And that's, yeah. you know, the m- mindfulness meditations, the practices are yeah. um, one of the opportunities hmm is to rewire your brain Mm. so that it has a greater and greater opportunity to slow down and be present in the moment for what you're doing. And you're, which would give you the opportunity to quit things moment by moment. Like, Right. You can turn off any time you wanted, right? If you were present to, you were turning off, you know, you were yeah. automatic. You could stop as long as you were present to it. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, the thing that has most surprised me so far in the training that I'm in is how quickly um, and sort of easily my brain gets re- is getting rewired. Yeah. For that, um, yeah. out of very short practices, I've always thought of mindfulness practices being some yogic, I'll go on a silent retreat. Like I can't even think of anything more painful than, you know, uh, uh, um, is it Vipassana? I, I, like a retreat, a sil- seven day silent retreat. Yeah. Seem, has seemed to me to be as painful other thing is you could do, but I know plenty of people that do it, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. just reset. And, you know, it, the point is, this is not that. Right, right. 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 It could be five minutes, 10 minutes. It's- it could be just 10 minutes a day, five minutes a day where you're going to stop there. I have a little timer on my phone that rings. It's a mindfulness reminder it rings at a random interval. Yeah. 
I have it set for three times an hour. And every time it rings, I am irritated and upset that I need to stop what I'm doing. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, again, the timer's <laughs> broken. It's, it just rang a minute ago. Why is it ringing again? Like, just notice that it gets. <laughs> and yeah, right. And, um, wow. you know, that just points to mm. how automatic I am, how I'm in a mm-hmm. auto mode not a present mode, not like, oh, yeah, yeah. there's a bell. How yeah, interesting. Yeah. It's like, I think <clears throat> the practice is really interesting to me because I, if I just think about well, two thoughts. First, um, that you're in, an, in a mindfulness instructor certification thing um, uh, is cool. And you have been in the process of observing your life and life around you for a long time. Like yeah. nobody needs a teacher or a certification to be mindful. So I just, the, the first part of that that's there for me is like anybody interested in the mindful CEO as a community or a podcast, we're already at times in life being observers and ha- we probably already have practices in our life, yeah. right? It's like, this isn't like a new thought, but that being said, the second thing that's there for me is um, as you're describing, I'm just noticing even still, even as much observing as I do, how automatic things are for me, how machine-like I am, you know, like I've been playing a lot of golf this year. Um, last year, I love golf. Again, I didn't, I didn't, I got burned out for a while, but I, I, I'll play once a week and, and I will watch unlimited YouTube videos on like trying to feel the thing I'm trying to feel in the swing to make the thing happen. But then I'll go play golf and I, there's no moment of being mindful there's lots of thoughts mm-hmm. and there's like a million thoughts trying to like tweak this do that but there's not a observing the whole thing and it yeah. so it's interesting to me like when you could pour as much energy into wanting something desiring something like have a good golf score or to to live your life's purpose mm-hmm. you could pour all the energy into it and you could still be doing it on autopilot and not being mindful about it i just yeah. think that's really interesting it's fascinating. The machinery is fascinating. And, it's, and I could hear Chris inside that one of the uh, principles of mindfulness is non-striving hmm. is, hmm. you know, nowhere to get. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which I know you can, you can hear that from many, many different um, philosophies or different um, modalities have yeah. non-striving. Yeah. Be, uh, uh, wu Wei. Uh, I don't know what Wu Wei means. Oh, Wu Wei. Wu Wei is like non-doing. Okay, anyway. good. Yeah, but that's, but, and you can, and when you listen to, you know, um, extraordinary athletes speak Mm. about being in the zone or when they're at peak performance, while they're certainly as, as competitive, which is, you know, competition is the Mm. ultimate attainment of a goal over another's, right? Is is as striving as you get. Yeah. You can't Mm. get anything more striving than a competitive mindset. Right. And there's no doubt that, you know, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, mm. LeBron, any Kobe, any of the, you know, athletes that we put on a pinnacle of the top of their game, mm-hmm. you know, um, Tom Brady, whatever, uh, are literally the, the peak of competition, mm-hmm. right, of striving. But when they speak about the zone that they were in, when they're actually doing the activity, the actual activity, the, the swinging of the club, yeah, the lofting of the ball. Right. Right. That moment, those moments, they talk about it. Like 
it's silent. You know, they talk about being, if you listen to what they say, I'll have to, we'll do a little research on this and to comment on it thoroughly, but those yeah. recreations of those events, which yeah, is yeah. always what you get is a recreation, yeah. you know, is a talking about as a mapping, not yes. the territory, the mapping. Yes. I was just thinking. Uh, that. Right. Is the descriptions of it describe that space of non-striving of there's nothing. And then there's the ball and there's the, you know, there's like that space. So you, to, that's the mastery involved. Right. That's the practice. And they all practice visualization. You know, they all talk about, you know, what they do off the court to develop that mindset Hmm. to bring that sort of detachment from the goal so that that when they get into that position, yeah, they're left with a real opportunity to perform beyond striving. I just got a picture of what sort of what our community, the mindful CEO community, is like in in light of how you just described it. You know, like where Kobe, uh, anybody, uh, Tom Brady, anybody that's performing at a high level has a place they go to practice to to dribble, to shoot, to, to do all the things. And there's space held for that practice. There is a space held for the practice. And most people don't have that kind of space. I mean, you could say like my journals, that space, my backyards, that space, but for the most part, there isn't a place where we, we headed in the same direction called mindful CEOs who are out for a particular purpose in life. Like there's not a place where we can go to practice that and i think having a space what you and i are curating with this space is like the gym the place you would go to meet up with other ceo mindful ceo athletes to go to work on mm-hmm. your really your 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 mindfulness your mission and the mastermind of where you would actually you know share that energy with others yeah, and the and the accountability of a brotherhood or a sisterhood or a partnership. Forget about that. Yeah, right. Gender. I role. know I will not show up as much for myself as I will when I'm with others. If others are doing it, I will be more consistent to show up. And not so there's that aspect for sure of accountability of team, of partnership. People have your back. You got someone you can call to. You're no longer on your own, which is a big thing with CEOs, is you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown, you know, like yep. all yep. that world is alone. Yep. And now there's a partnership, a uh, uh, community, right? right? right. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, shit, there was a whole nother thought. Oh, that there's something. Oh, my God, the fourth M. <laughs> well, you go. Don't lose it. What is it? There's something that's available when you are willing to mumble. No. <laughs> Damn, motherfucker. Oh, motherfucker, is it M? <laughs> <laughs> See, that was never, Chris and I spent, I don't know, 30 minutes before this, we started recording this, thinking about the framework and like that, we came up with mindfulness. Chris is big on alliteration. So mission and masterminds come up. And now we have the fourth and fifth M's, right? Which is mumbling because Chris, (laughs) that you came up with that in this conversation. Yeah, right. right. That's the purpose of the community. That there's now, I mean, that just laid out something really visual. Mm. Mm. Right. For me, like there's this world in which mm. Mm. people that are committed to leader in their life, they're the CEO, they get themselves as 
there's yeah. no one coming. If it's yeah. to, if it's going to be, it's up to me. That's all the CEO creed. Okay, you yeah, know right. that's uh-huh. that, you know that's so. Whether you really are technically the CEO of your own company, you certainly relate to yourself as the CEO of your own life. That's the yeah yeah point. And there's now a place where you can go where you can bring mindfulness, develop that pathway, right? Really create a mission like that, and you're willing to mumble your way through what that looks like yeah right inside this mastermind inside this community inside like that because something's going to show up Mm. that is never going to show up you talking to yourself Mm -hmm. because you're just talking the machine right right yeah right good point not possible Mm -hmm. machines and m2 god they're all these words okay there's (laughs) um you know but there's it's just not possible to get to it on your own Right. There's just that's I would just leave it at that. It's just just something that's going to show up when you're willing to be vulnerable and mumble through what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Someone else comes in with an idea from over here and you're like, oh, that could go that way. Right. Right. And that's part of being part of that mastermind community where you really are willing to engage in looking at it like that. So I love that. I can see. In the logo, the the triangle that we have, mumble being right in the middle of that, because you said inside the space mm-hmm. you can mumble and and that the triangle is kind of moving. There yeah. is a mumble thing happening uh inside of those three points of right. mindfulness, mastermind, and mission, that there's a inside of all that there all right, is a good. So then these then these then those group calls yeah. are mumbles. That's what they are. They're not <laughs> it's not a it's not a call, it's a mumble. It's a mumble and mumble may be, you know, sort of, I mean, we use mastermind because that's a a term we don't need to define. It exists in the culture, right? Right. Mumble is something where registered trademarks, right? Mumble. I'm going to go register (laughs) the word mumble. That's right. Um, That's probably not a bad idea. Um, uh, But like to really create that, that's, you know, that's the activity that we're doing together while we're masterminding. What we're doing is we're mumbling our way through to come up with whatever is next. And um, yeah, yeah, right. I think that's really super exciting. And, you know, I mean, obviously it's exciting. I just got excited. I mean, that's uh, just was right there. And it's, um, you know, there's, there's uh, something about that phenomenon. You know, I hear it. I don't know enough about this phrase to know that this is accurate because it exi- this is a phrase that's actually used in the uh, brain science and scientific community like that of an emerging emergent phenomena that it, as I said, I don't know enough about it to, to know, but it does strike me from the little bit that I've read about it, that I've heard, you know, mm. that it's in my, yeah. What do you call that? My, um, Aura, purview, yeah, proximity, yeah, okay, energy field, energy field that it's there in the in in the um, Deepak Chopra has a word for it, um, uh, that it's there, right, for me to access. I know that there's something to do with this. I don't, I can't believe it would just be like, nah, it has nothing to do with this. It's, you know, it's something that shows up only in an emergent phenomenon. It shows up in over here in the moment. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a phenomena that arises right yeah. in the moment and nothing that could be taught really attained without a willingness to be in the moment. And that was 
real a real emergent phenomena right there when we got to the mumble was the fourth M. Um right, yeah. And motherfucker. Um uh, <laughs> right. uh you know, that those are there to emerge is a really yeah. big deal. And that's what the community is for. Um, mm-hmm. So then we, you know, so anyway, the access to just to go back to the prompt about that, we're all machines, you know, the, the, the other aspect of the, uh, another aspect of our being machines is the opportunity to um, slow down mm-hmm. enough to bring awareness to it you know just because i even share you know the whole you might want to share about what you went through just even this morning when i talked about mindfulness practices versus my 90 minute reaction right like how how i didn't how i'm a free spirit that one yeah yeah i just think that's an interesting thing to talk about because people have their people get their backup and the backup is the machine gets its backup. You don't really get your backup. <laughs> You're yeah. not really resistant to that stuff. You, yeah. The machine is resistant. The machine yeah, yeah. things. You don't. You you are, you know. You what's the um, uh, um, C.S. Lewis quote that you you don't have a soul. You have a body. Mm. You are a soul. Mm. Mm. You know. And I don't know if that's the exact quote, but that's you know. You, you are yeah. a, your your soul doesn't get its back up against stuff. Your yeah. machine does. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's kind of the whole point about like having a, prescribing me a practice and having my history with practices. All the times when I was trying to be a good student and I was like, I'm going to journal and I'm going to, I'm going to do my gratitudes and I'm going to um, do, and you go through the motions of doing something that somebody else said is a really mindful practice. And I'm like, eh, I didn't really get anything out of it. So right. then my, my spidey senses start to tingle when you say, when somebody says, okay, well, I'm going to prescribe for you a certain mindfulness practice to do every day for five days. And I'm like, well, it better not be something I don't want to do, or it better right. not be the thing I tried before that didn't work. Or, and the, and you can already hear the conditions that are, the, the machine is, is like computing. No, we've done that before. That doesn't work. We're not going to do that. And I mean, to your point, like I just, all the machinery is making those calculations, not I'm not being the observer of me reacting. I'm just reacting. No, I don't want to do that. I'm going to do it my way. I'm a free spirit. Don't tell me what to do. Right. It's really, Chris, I so good that you said all that stuff because I didn't, it was, I wasn't present to all that in the background, uh, uh, not just you, but of right, you, right, yeah. is, you know, the, the times that we failed. Hmm to be consistent with a practice sure, you know sure. the kind of machine we are is not just a meaning making machine as we would say mm-hmm. but as one that is constantly mm-hmm. uh using the past mm-hmm. as a guide for what's possible in the future we're constantly looking to our past to see mm-hmm. what's ha- worth doing in the future right but at, but mechanically not yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, not consciously. Yeah, good. Yeah, that you know that hmm, right. stuff that's there for you because I, you know, it's I have that stuff about weight loss and dieting. Is you know, if <laughs> I if I stop the you know that you know I really have to complete the past to get that to be available, and it, I would have no doubt that anyone who's at least hear hears this 
as a possibility, as an opportunity, this podcast and what we're doing as an opportunity hasn't had, you know, a slew of successful and failed practices in the past, yeah, right. you know, that we're constantly bringing into our range of ideas of what we can do or not do. Um, or what's worth doing or not doing and how we are about it, including, I mean, gosh, there couldn't be a, an older reactive conversation for any of us than don't tell me what to do. (laughs) Right. There's (laughs) nothing created, nothing, nothing in the moment being created that would leave you with, don't tell me what to do. That's a hundred percent a past based phenomenon. <laughs> I, you know, I, yeah, it's just, it's, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's, it's certainly not unique to you. I just got my yeah. back all arched with my wife about something and it, yeah. it's, it, and at the heart of all of it, anything, almost anything I get my back arched with, with kale is uh-huh. some version of the fuck are you tell me, don't fucking tell me what to do. <laughs> I, you know, I like the way she reacts to my driving, you know, like some uh-huh. a mile ahead is breaking and she's, <laughs> and my reaction is, you want to drive? You could drive. I'll, I'll yeah. let you drive. I don't know the reason why I'm driving. I've never, I'm not the one who's been in an accident. You have, oh, I'm yeah. not, I'm pretty good at this, but so all of that yeah. is just down the road from don't tell me what to do. Right. Like not any loving, compassionate, <laughs> empathetic, you know, let's observe what's happening here with the words she's saying. And how does it look for her to say those words to me? And where is she looking from? And what does she need? And all those things, what does she need? Where is she looking from? What could I provide? All those things are created things that I actually gave my word to mm. in my relationship with my wife at the time we married. Right. Yeah, I promise, yeah. uh-huh. you know, love, honor, respect, all that good stuff. None of it was as long as you don't tell me what the fuck to do. None of it was conditioned on as long as I don't hear what you're saying as you're trying to tell me what to do, which is Hmm. a guaranteed way I'm going to hear it. If I'm operating as my machine, I'm going to hear it. Like, why are you telling me what to do? So good. good. Right. It's so funny. So that is, that's life, man. And that's, and that's the path of a mindful and that's the path of a CEO out on a mission to go do something is I'm going to go do something. And I'm most likely going to do it in my machinery because I'm a machine. And the only way for me to do it, not as a machine, is to notice that I'm a machine. And any practices that I can, I can gather onto, including, yeah. you know, short, easy, mindfulness, daily practices to, you know, to yeah. rewire my actual meat pudding in my brain. You know, that is my brain, the meat uh, pudding in my head that is yeah, the yeah. one that's sending me signals is to slow down the amygdala signal. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. The fight or flight, slow that signal down for a moment, please. It's unnecessary. It's very unlikely. My wife is a saber tooth tiger. It's going to kill me. Right. Right. When she tells me to restack the dishwasher, it's not a threat. Um, (laughs) uh, Slow that down. Mm. Right. Let love show up. Let compassion, let empathy show up. That would be a better life. Right. So there's Mm. the daily practices of that help to rewire the brain. Mm. And then there's the weekly community where something new can get mumbled that I can play with for the week and implement. That's another practice of of our community that someone who was interested in fulfilling a mission, fulfilling something, not just 
getting to the end of life going, okay, well, right. That was that, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. just ultimately what we're going to say anyway, but you know, leave something behind mm-hmm. and uh, have made a difference, some kind of mission like that. If you were up to that, you'd, we're asserting that yeah. there's yeah. an opportunity to go beyond mm-hmm. what your machine says is possible about that kind of stuff. good man it's good good shit chris it's good shit it's good shit and it started with framework so now we not only just have a framework but that when it's really great so for everyone you know watching this would be really good chris for as a prompt or inside the mastermind inside the the mumbles is um you know the power of framework because none of this came up until you said okay well we need a framework yeah we need something to some container some way to hold what we're doing here yeah and then inside that, all everything we just said got created. And I'm really excited about everything we just created. And none of that was available. None of that was present mm. when I got on the call at, at 10 this mm. morning. None of that was there yet. It was yeah. all available. Right, uh, right. Right. From the um field. What field? God damn it. <laughs> um <laughs> what does he say? What does he call anyway from the you know, the from the cosmic, yeah, the, from the cosmic field of all information and all knowledge, and the, all that was there, yes. but we couldn't, we didn't have any way, it didn't have any container to be seen in. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. right. Until right. we re- did the framework. So I think definitely training CEOs in creating a framework for their missions, right, is a important step. That's killer. Like, yeah. Yeah. Killer. And then we could play with that for a while. <clears throat> Well, um, that's probably a good place to end. If you are listening to this and you want to learn more about the community, the Mindful CEO community, where all of this becomes reality, uh, go to themindfulceo.com forward slash. Party on. Invite. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. Party on. See you next time. Yeah, man.